Hey guys, uh, we we're driving. Um, we figured let's get a podcast in. We got some time, well, got some thoughts. Yeah, we do. Um, usually, we have a lot of these conversations in long car rides, and, and then we're like, "Oh man, that would have been a great podcast." So you might be in for a good hour here with us. No, probably twenty minutes. So I'll um, keep it. Brief. Well, you're not in control of the the recorder, so there's that. But, yeah, what are we talking about? We were talking about something in, in, along the lines of um, the, the trials and tribulations of making decisions in your youth. Ooh. And... The consequences of said decisions. <laughs> Just a lighthearted show. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. We've all, if, if you're, if you're our, at least our age, okay, we are 35 years old. If you are, are at least 35 years old. Middle of the road millennials. I'm in millennials. <laughs> then, you know, you've made some decisions, whether it be to go to school, to not go to school, to pursue a career in the field that you studied and paid all that doggone money for, or not, to start a family, to get married... You, you make decisions. And then as you get older... So basically I'm not talking to Gen Z. Because y'all still out there making stupid decisions. But once you get older, I think you, you, you start to reflect on like... Oh man. Because I did that one thing, I'm here now. Or or am I thinking about that too literally? Like could it have been anything? Could it... You know, you see the Butterfly Effect movie? Is that the one with Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Uh, well, we're not critiquing the film, but the 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 concept of it, though. Did you you do you remember? Doesn't he like forget things? No. Did you see dead people? Nope. I think I think you're thinking of a different. What movie. does he do? Well, you know, the butterfly effect is you know like you. One small thing in your day can have an effect on yeah. the rest of your life and forever and so on and so forth. Uh, the movie itself, I would say watch it, not because I recommend that it is a, a good quality film, but it's interesting. However, it doesn't exactly portray the, the, the truth of the butterfly effect, where like a butterfly's flap of a wing can change the weather and Anyway, that's besides the point. We're getting we're we're getting too deep on that. But thinking, you know, just thinking back to like, oh wow, what if we would have waited till we were thirty to get married? Or what if I decided to quit that job at Chicago Booth after a day and then go work at ABC and become a TV producer like what what if what if we would have done those things so the what here's the thing uh, when, when people play the what if game it's a slippery slope right because you can easily get into the um, regret doubt, fear anxiety depression yeah. all those things so I think been the, there done that the easy solution is don't think about the what ifs but here's right. the problem too I would argue if you're not thinking about the what ifs you're not thinking about the what could be meaning that if you are trapped in a 
a, a mindset in which I don't want to have any regrets. I'm not going to live a life where I could potentially create more regrets. So therefore, I'm oh, going to be in the same place. I'm going to eat in the same restaurants. I'm going to go to the same church every Sunday. I'm going to do... And there's nothing wrong with these stay things, in right? The same neighborhood. There's nothing wrong with these Never, things. Okay, so basically what you're saying is you won't take risks. Well, you, you, you might live a life that's safe and comfortable and you're just content. But, but here's the thing. Like... At an even deeper existential level, maybe that is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, I, I think that this is one of those things that people that are constantly stir-crazy have cabin fever. I think you and I kind of fall into that camp. Um, you know, for us to think of, like, being in the same place, like, for 40 years or 50 years, um, like, it drives me nuts mentally. I can't imagine it. I think we look at a new place every six months, you know? <laughs> Our realtor probably hates us because we're yeah, constantly looking. Sorry, Katie. But, um, well, here's the thing. But I guess... Can I, I, oh, I go, can, can I finish my thought? Can, 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 can you... I, oh, oh, you don't like being interrupted? I don't. Okay. It's okay when I do it, but I don't want to be interrupted mm. by somebody else. Mm. <laughs> now I lost my No, but well, I guess what I'm saying is, like, on the flip side, there are people that genuinely, I think, would say, wow, I don't want to move every three years. I like stability. I like this. I like where I am. Yeah. Now, here's the question. Are they telling themselves that to make themselves feel better about their decisions to not do these things beyond what they're doing or and or are we telling ourselves no we've got to move forward do something else because we can't accept the fact that sometimes things are what they are and we should just be grateful for what we have those are very loaded questions just it's loaded here's the thing it makes you think these kinds of things really make you think because on one end I've had that same thought where shoot you know should we are we DTM? Are we doing too much? And if so, what is the reason? What is the purpose? And I've, I ask myself these kinds of questions on a daily basis. I'm like, so what? What? For what reason do I want to pursue X, Y, or Z? And my answer usually comes back to: I feel like this world is so fascinating, and I'm not even talking about materialistic kinds of things. I think waterfalls are insane. I think volcanoes are otherworldly. Seeing vast open spaces of just tall natural grass. Observing the stars and the moon. Like that kind of stuff fascinates me. And I think when I sit around and imagine a life where I never leave my hometown or my home state and explore other cultures and foods and even see interesting insects and bugs and plants and random things that I can say like, oh, I, I don't want that in my house, but I want to see it. And that's what makes me want to go out there and see the world and experience the world and to, to imagine dying in the same place you know, and this, this entire world exists, that that's where I start to feel that urge to like, I, I, I have to go overseas. I have to visit countries in Africa. I want to go to Australia. I know the spiders are as big as my hand and I have big hands, but there's still a, a part of me that is unsettled knowing that there's a chance I might not get to do those things. And so I want to make it possible where 
even if I just go spend a day, it's like, oh, cool. I I did this. I seen it with my own eyes. Like, do you feel me? Um, I, I do. I think I, I can't help but think of the another layer where there might be people that want to do this but don't have the financial means to do it. And so they don't or they don't want to think about it because it's sad that you can't do it. However, the argument too is like maybe that's an that's an incentive to try to earn extra income and do these things. Like you know what I'm getting at? Like it, it's it's uh it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy if it's like, well, I, I'm just never gonna go to another country or whatever or you know or too, it's like they're too bad so sad. Or, or, oh, well. or like, hey, you know, and I get it, people we've got our, our there's so many people from Chicago who have uh, a cabin two hours away in Michigan or Wisconsin. Every every holiday, we just go up to our cabin. That's what we do. Every every holiday, every every weekend, and like I, I'm sure like the, there's a joy in that, but also it's like a, yep, this is what we do, and I think um, you know we have our opinions, but it like this is one of those things. D, I I, I wouldn't mind asking other people because we surround ourselves genuinely with with people a lot of our friends also will, will travel different places and experience different things so I think we have kind of a bias I, I don't think that's the norm but it, to, to, to go travel travel the maybe not the world but like to just get out yeah again well I, you said something a little bit ago like the the financial means to do it and to be honest that is a that is a huge Thing. It's it's not impossible. It's not impossible for uh, for somebody to to travel on a budget. Um, so it's definitely it, it can it's doable. Like you can find cheap flights, okay. Or if you have the means in a car, you can drive if you're not crossing water. Yeah, you have to make sacrifices though. So yeah. this is the problem. We we live in a very this and this society. I want my cake and eat it too. I want, I want to go to the Taylor Swift show or the Beyonce show, and also travel to Greece. You know, and, and I think um, we don't like being told no. We meeting all of us. We all feel that way, especially living I in this. I like being told no sometimes. When, li- when, you, when you say no to me, sometimes I'm like, okay, tell me, tell me to stop. Um, well, we live in a, a consumer-driven society, and in the U.S., it's heightened because. We have excess, and when you live in excess, you want more of that excess. Um, the Roman Empire, without getting into too much history because I'm not Uh-oh. a historian, <laughs> you know, when it failed, it it had an excess, and um, it's had, almost they had, like they had a lot of stuff happening. Right, but but also there was like, yeah, when, when you have so much. Oh, it's I know it. It's like when you give a moose a muffin. Yes. He's gonna want some milk to wash it down. Precisely. And then when you give him milk, he's gonna want a napkin to wipe his face. And then you give him the napkin to wipe his wipe his face, and now he wants to wash his whole body. We are the moose. So yeah, we're just a bunch of moose. Nieces. I think it's moose. Nieces. But yeah, I mean, so there there's no right or wrong. I think there's no right or wrong with you know whatever the hell we're talking about. But 
and we're still we're 35 I said that already we're a midlife millennial but man to think 35 more years because the majority of our life has been youthful you know we're in elementary school then we go to high school then we go to college and those years after college don't really count right so for the, for the majority of our lives we've been I would say controlled but that, that sounds bad but you know what I mean a, a, a 10 year old can't decide I'm not going to school no more okay your parents are going to go to jail something's going to happen that's what I mean we've been structured in, in such a we way, we are still, but no, you're still structured now. If I, if if we don't produce, if we don't get paychecks, we don't pay ourselves. Yeah, but no one's forcing you to have to work. Well, then you don't get a house, or you don't get anything. You you are on the streets, like there there's like, or you accept like public housing. You know, I, I think well, it, it depends. Look, there's women out there making five thousand dollars a month selling feet online. All right, that is not a job, girl. That is a lucrative hobby. A weird one, all right. But that's what I'm talking about. There's a difference between a ten year old deciding I'm just going to go teach myself how to do life, versus okay. a thirty year old saying I'm not going to work for the man no more. I'm going to sell my feet. I think. I think the. So what I'm what I'm, what I'm getting at though is we are barely in that portion of our lives where we do have more control over what direction we want to go. We run a business that can be run from anywhere on the planet. So theoretically, if we actually wanted to go live in Australia for a year, so I could get my Steve Irwin fix, we could do that. No one's no one's going to say, "Well, I'm sorry, little Johnny, you're only ten; you can't move to Australia by yourself." Like that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like right. Johnny, ten year old Johnny, does not have the same ability to right. do what he wants as. 35 year old Bob but we choose not to do those things so even I am noticing we for as ambitious as we see ourselves we something's really still aren't. holding us back oh man so what, do you, what do you think this is getting deep I mean well yeah these are things you gotta think about them. like what what would be holding us back I know in, in my case we have children no, we, I don't we think have, kids hold us back no they don't hold us back I'm saying we don't we we to, to travel the world with children, you have to, you'd have to, like, um, homeschool them, which is possible, you know. They can come out dumb as bricks if I have to homeschool That's true. So, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not. That's not an option. There are Ameri- there are, not for this household. There are American schools for the parts. Okay, anyways, what, my point is this. It, it's, it, the thing you'd be told is that's not practical. That's not no. how you're supposed to do things. So, there, there's do, a do you feel like, wait, are you saying that that's what holds you back? Is that what you feel like? That's what holds all of us back is I we have I don't I don't think we have true. narratives that keep us in boxes. I know, but it has to be more specific because being practical, somebody seven years ago when we both quit our jobs to start this business, there's a lot of people who would have been like, "Hey, that's dumb as hell. That's not." Maybe practical. it's the fe- it is the fear of the unknown. It's fear that holds people back. I'm asking you. Oh, not me? People. oh I thought we were talking I don't about, give a damn people. about people. I mean, I do. I do. I'm asking you. What holds me back? Yeah. What do you think is the thing that makes you not go move to Australia? I don't want to go to Australia. Okay. Just, it's in, not Australia. Anywhere. Whatever. 
Then why aren't you in New York or Nashville making I like, music? I do like New York a lot. Well, I, I have a, a wife. I we have to we have to decide things together. You know, if truthfully, like I I'm I'm I think you're skirting around the question. Because here's an the answer thing. For you? No, I don't have an answer for you. What is your but answer? What's your answer? My thing is, I feel like I'm always in preparation mode. Interesting. And oh, I, that's a good, that's a good I, I feel like I'm always trying to get ready for the next step. When what I could do, like many other people before me and will after me, they just do it. Oh. I'm always like, oh, I got to do this before I can do that. And that's my, that's what holds me back. No, I, I will say what holds me back is, no, I, uh, that's a really good answer. Um, you know, I think for me is. I am, uh, I get analysis paralysis, I think. That, that actually would say to me, I think that's a fair point. I like to go down rabbit holes and obsess about things. And so, if we look at an area to move or something, I will go down 30,000 YouTube videos or, or articles and then convince myself to maybe do it or not do it and then compare it to what I'm currently doing. So, yeah, no, I, I think that that's, that's me, I would say. And actually, that probably, I think, is one of the answers. I think the other thing, too, is, you know, I... I don't like confrontation. And so I think sometimes if I were to move, okay, well then now I have to like change my business structure. I have to like tell family and friends that we're moving. And you know, I think that's probably a fear for me if you, if you want my honest opinion. I also don't, I think you're kind of mysterious and I don't know what you always really want. Me? Yeah, like in a lovely way, but like the, I don't. I'm gonna put that in my, my Instagram. No, bio. but I mean that. But like, no, I like. It's like I don't know. Like, would she want to just get up and move? Because I'd be like, that'd be kind of fun. Here's I think thing. we tell I, ourselves. I have, I've we, thought we about tell ourselves to be fun, but would we actually do no, it? I I have thought about doing like a six month thing and just trying it out. Like take, which which yeah. six months? Because yeah, there would be a few months of school somewhere factored in there. I mean, but I've thought about it because I I, I think. A year. I would do twelve months. Twelve months probably makes more sense year, just so you can get a full school cycle in. But I thought about it, and the older I get, the more I'm thinking. Again, sell our do place. I, do I want to be at the end of my life and say, "Oh my gosh, I never got a chance to go live in Tokyo." But I have all these assets. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's like. Um, I mean, I might take the assets. I had a fifteen percent year over year growth. That was good. Um, yeah. oh, no, he, dude, this is this is uh, this is getting deep. I I said that already, but but I mean it, and and I think that you guys are getting real time analysis paralysis from from me. <laughs> what are you ana- What are you analyzing right now? Are you thinking about moving to Tokyo or Australia? You're I'm just gonna keep. These are two things that I, I've never thought about. Throwing things out the window. The, the, the one the one that I bite. The one that I've honestly I read a whole book about. How to move to Mexico as an expat? I, I, hey, look, I, I, I will move book. to Mexico in a heartbeat. Like I, I read that. No book. joke. That's uh, that's not even a no. And Deanna knows that. I read that book and I was like, yes, sir. And then I was like, oh, it's not practical. See, that's the thing. The voice so in my head is like. Something. I mean, the thing is, it's not going to be practical. None of this stuff. Is like when practical. you apply the way that we live to that lifestyle, it's a. This is, this Being is a, this in Mexico is, a, is an extremely different lifestyle than than we have here. So practicalities go out the window. You make a new practical life there. 
you get to eat some of well, the best, most freshest food. I'm thinking about the coffee and the mezcal and the weather. The and weather. The, the, the nature. But that's the thing. Yeah, people don't, people the don't the realize nature. in Mexico, it's the... Everyone, I think a lot of Americans, I'm guilty of this too, I think of like Riviera Maya, I think of the coast. Right. Yeah. But you can literally have four seasons. Mexico Who wants City, that? Mexico City is in, no, I'm saying like you could, within Mexico, you could go to uh, the mountains, you can go to desert, like it's, it's all there. So it's not just like on a beach, uh, that's what you might want. Um, well, yeah, for if, if you're looking, whatever you're looking for, I, I know what you mean, you can find it there. I mean, really, you can find it in a lot of places, but... This episode brought to you by, by Mexican Travel. And also these loud trucks next to us right now that are Just definitely going to be picked up on that. On killing your vibe. Uh, but, I mean, we're not really going to come to any conclusion right now. Um, Especially in the podcast. We're not looking for a decision to be made. But, I mean, these are questions that I, I feel like if you're not asking yourself this and thinking about it... Not every day. I mean, you could you could drive yourself crazy trying to figure out some of this, this stuff out. But it's got to be somewhere on your mind. Like, I will remember seeing, like, the mountains in Puerto Vallarta almost a year ago now and telling somebody about the mountains. And, you know, the response was like, ooh, I don't like mountains. And, and I'll never forget. I was like, how, how can you... What? How do you dislike mountains? But then I realized that it, it was it was coming from somebody who had never seen mountains. Yeah. You haven't you haven't left home enough to experience the the beauty of what's out there. And, you know, just coming back to my thing about life. I don't want to call it a fear. Because I'm not really afraid of it. it, it I, I think about it, but it's like, man, I there's thing. There are things that I want to see and touch and feel. Remember, do, we were do. in Florida a year ago, and we found that jellyfish that came up on shore. Dang! Oh wait, you weren't with us. And I went to go touch the jellyfish, not no, thinking, you didn't. not you thinking, didn't. just a complete dumbass. What? But I was like, oh my gosh, a jellyfish. And they're all like, no, 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 don't touch that. Yeah, you're not supposed to touch this thing. But like that, like I have, I have I a mean. very almost childlike curiosity for things unknown to me. And I really do think in another life, God, if you're listening, like I would love to be an explorer. Like Christopher Columbus. Or. We'll call you Deanna Columbus. Not that killed the vibe. Oh, I'm sorry. You said explorer. This is the first one that came by. He wasn't an explorer. He was a conqueror. Keep going. Sorry. Um, but no, like I, I would love to like dig for old fossils and go explore caves and study the volcanic acid. Like I, I all that stuff. I, I, I want to be able to do that. Like that's what I feel like I should be doing. And again, what's stopping me from doing that? Well. Uh, Life. Oh, actually, the school system. You can't really just pop into an excavation site without having some sort of uh, formal degree. So anyway, I've looked into it, so don't, don't ask me any questions. 
Um, but if somebody wanted to invite me to an excavation just so I can like be there, I am open. My schedule is pretty flexible. Um, the kid, the kids can come too. When I um, studied journalism, I think that's what excited me about journalism, Deanna, was that you get to see the world through different eyes and through different people in different places, you know. And I think even when when I was in seminary, I remember like thinking, okay, maybe I could be a priest that goes to this place in the world, this part of the world, and explores and sees different things. You and I agree on this wholeheartedly, and yet we still hold ourselves back. We go on vacations every now and then, probably more than other people were, were grateful for that. But yeah, maybe next podcast we'll be doing it to a different place. How about that? We'll just be in a different part of the world. Well, maybe like next week. We will be in Florida next week. We can, we can think about that. That'd be well, fun. We were supposed to do one when we were in Atlanta this past spring, but that didn't happen. So we'll see. Maybe maybe we won't be doing another podcast anytime soon. You guys know we like to take our little hiatus. Um, we, we're sorry. You know, we want to be more consistent, but life happened. Um, anyway, thanks for thanks for listening in. I don't think we got anywhere with that conversation. I think we did. I think we did. You do? We want people to think through our thoughts. Basically, make a decision for us. Are you moving to Australia or Tokyo? Listeners. <laughs> vote, vote, thumbs up for Tokyo. Right, right thumb up for Tokyo, left thumb up for Australia. How about that? Middle finger up for Mexico. <laughs> Alright, guys. Hey, look, take care wherever you are in this world, you know. Have a good Take care of yourselves. Oh, and have a good Thanksgiving. Be grateful for everything. But you should be thankful every day, not just Thanksgiving. Okay, thank you. Bye. Isn't that what crazy people say? When all you have to live.